the first question, Professor Bong, that I'd like to ask you is about an individual. I'd like to ask you about President-elect Yoon Suk-yeol. Who is he? What does he stand for? What do you know about him? So while politics more broadly is taking place in Korea, what about this man that from May will lead the, the South Korean nation for five years? Who is he? Well, uh, he spent his entire career of 27 years as a prosecutor. And uh, he graduated from, uh, you know, Seoul National University with mm -hmm. a major in law. Uh, his time was before the law school system was installed. Mm -hmm. So you can major in law uh, as an undergraduate student in Korean University. So you can say that he's really smart, well-educated. His father uh, was a, a professor at Yonsei University mm -hmm. in science. So you could say that uh, uh, he is intelligent enough, educated enough, and uh, having a uh, you know, demonstrative uh, track record uh, in career. Mm -hmm. uh, but you know that uh, he has uh, zero experience or background as a politi politician. Uh, mm -hmm. He never served in the parliament or in the administrative branch of the government. Mm -hmm. Uh, so that is a source of concern for uh, many constituents, even those who supported uh, his electoral victory. Uh, they argue that people do not really change. Mm. So considering that he has spent his entire career as a prosecutor, it doesn't portend well for his presidency uh, because uh, he is likely to behave uh, as a prosecutor, mm. as a top political leader in the office of president. And when I heard that argument, I was sympathetic with that concern. But at the same time, I had a second thought uh, mm. because we can have a different interpretation of the aphorism, popular aphorism that people do not change. Yes, people's track record is a best indicator for the person's future behavior mm -hmm. and choices. But at the same time, we should not limit our purview of investigation on the premise that people do not change. If Mr. Yoon sung was a 100% prosecutor when he was a prosecutor for 27 years, mm -hmm. The aphorism that people do not change can have a different meaning and interpretation, I believe. Mm. Meaning that he knows his place. He's a person, he's faithful to doing what he's supposed to do. He seems to be a person he knows, who knows his place mm -hmm. and have a very good understanding and genuine commitment to doing what it must. Mm. given the circumstance and given the mandate of his job. Mm -hmm. So people do not change. Yes, um, by extending that aphorism that uh, as a president-elect, Yoon song yeol if he does not change from what who he has been for the 27 years and beyond, then uh, he will know very well where he stands Mm. who he is as the president of Republic of Korea, then it is likely that he will have a very good understanding of what he must do mm. in terms of uh, priority goals for the nation. So we are, I'm open to different interpretations of you know, the statement that people do not change. It could be a source of concern Mm. But at the same time, it could be reason uh, for constituents to be hopeful. On this idea of change, uh, Professor Bong, Yoon Sok yeol until recently, he was kind of handpicked by President Moon to lead a prosecution. He was involved more with the Democratic Party. So this idea of change, he's now gone to the Conservative Party and won for them, got the victory for them there. W what do you make of that? Does Does that not show some at least a little bit of political experience. He's, he's been 
associated with both political parties. He's, you know, spent time with the president. Does that count in his favor? Does that count against him? Well, I mean, it is subject to different interpretations. Um, mm. uh, if you are supporting his presidency and uh, uh, him as a person or political leader, then um, him being as such would be a very good sign uh, for him to be a very effective and trustworthy political leader. Mm. If you're critical of the presidency of Yoon sung yeol uh, then uh, the track record must be viewed as a very opportunistic Hmm. and politicize uh, calculated behavior. I'm inclined to accepting the first interpretation uh, because uh, he gained fame and trust, not only from general public, but also, as you said, that the core members of the ruling party, hmm. as well as the current president Moon Jae-in, uh, as a best bet to shore up the uh, uh, fairness and justice in Korea uh, as a, a person who will lead the prosecutor's office mm -hmm. uh, because uh, he said that despite all the disadvantages and the uh, punishments expected to follow, he declared that he would not uh, you know, just uh, obey superiority for the sake of obeying or mm. for the sake of keeping his position or interest. That made him very famous figure in Korean politics, despite the fact that he did not participate in politics. He remained prosecutor's office and he was appointed to assume the top position in the prosecutor general's office. Mm. By the current government and by the majority support and endorsement rendered by the members of the ruling party, which lost the presidential election this time. Mm. So you cannot blame him uh, being, uh, you know, open to party allegation or party affiliation. Mm -hmm. It was the Minju party, the ruling party, who promoted his popularity yeah. and public fame and the image as the champion of fairness and justice in the beginning. But once he began to, began to collide it, uh, collide with the core members of the ruling party, especially the former, uh, you know, Ministry of Justice and uh, Professor of Law at Seoul National University, Mr. Choku. Mm -hmm. Then suddenly he got tainted by the ruling party members and the Blue House as opportunistic and the anti-justice. So I don't think he owes nothing to prove himself mm. where he stands. I'm sure many people have different opinions on how to get it, but the idea of fairness and justice in Korean politics uh, and Korean society, I think, is needed. That's what people want. They might agree or disagree whether Yoon Sokyo is the person to do it, but I think those values are really important and necessary. You you mentioned there are different perspectives on him. One of the uh, the critical takes on I see him recently, especially online on social media, more than deep political analysis, actually, would be that he is Korea's version of President Trump. Um, do you think there's any justification in that association? Is it sort of a cheap and shallow attack on him? Or what do you make of this K-Trump that seems to gain some momentum on social media? Well, again, it's uh, I'm just uh, stating my own personal opinion, uh, mm -hmm. but I'm, I'm trying to do uh, in my best and more is to uh, ground my assertion and estimate on verifiable and concrete evidence, whether mm -hmm. it's logical or, or substantive. Mm -hmm. So uh, by doing so, I'd like to say that, yes, you can compare Mr. Yoon sung to Donald Trump, you know, who did not serve in politics, prior to the declaration of candidacy in presidential election and actually won it all. Mm. In that regard, yes, there is a striking similarity between the case of Mr. Yoon seok in South Korea and the case of Donald Trump in the United States. But we also need to consider other elements uh, which highlight differences between the two. Mm. Um, Oh, there's another you know, similarity between Donald Trump and uh, Mr. Yoon sung yeol that uh, they came outside the uh, domain of usual party politics, mm. 
mm -hmm. uh, which uh, many constituents, if not majority of constituents in the United States and South Korea, uh, were clearly sick and tired of. Mm -hmm. So uh, they constituents uh, wanted so desperately new uh, fresh air in party politics mm -hmm. and the success of Mr. Yoon Song Yeol and Mr. Donald Trump uh, would not have become possible without uh, them being able to ride on the tide of thirst, uh, very mm. pervasive and strong among the constituents, voters. Mm. Um, but at the same time, um, what kind of president uh, we can expect from Mr. Yun Sung Yeol? Uh, maybe quite different from the kind of presidency that American citizens uh, gotten uh, have gotten out of uh, four years under the presidency of Donald Trump. Mm. Uh, as a president, Mr. Donald Trump wasted no time to carry out uh, many of core election platforms and pledges, including building the walls mm. you know, between the United States and Mexico and scrapping the NAFTA and uh, enforcing the immigration policy mm -hmm. at one not. So in that regard that, at least in the eyes of uh, Trumpians, uh, Trump supporters, Trump was the best president ever because uh, for the first time in so many years, now, American citizens had a type of president who actually kept the promises mm. that he made during the campaign, uh, presidential campaign, right? Even after he actually won the presidential election. Uh, so he demonstrated his uh, genuine attitude with regards to the promises he had made. We have to wait and see whether Min Chung is going to follow the footsteps of Donald Trump in terms of keeping his promises, the promises mm. he made during the presidential election. The first challenge would be the abrogation of the Ministry of Gender and Family, right? Yep. Uh, because it's uh, so controversial during the presidential election and in the immediate afterwards for right reasons. I think it's such a stupid, wrong-headed um, and obtuse idea to divide genders for the sake of winning more popular votes coming from one specific gender. Mm. And happily, that strategy turned out to be extremely wrong, right? Yoon Song Yeol uh, almost lost the election. He only won the election by raises in thin margin, only 0.74% yeah. of the popular votes which is smaller uh, because he won the election by 240,000 votes, which is smaller than the votes he won, with which he won the, uh, the capital city. Mm -hmm. So he won more votes, uh, three, 300,000 votes out of Seoul, the capital city in this mm -hmm. election, but he won the entire election by less margin, smaller votes, 240,000. The main reason for this poor record, despite the fact that he won the election itself, mm. was that his uh, very obtuse and uh, uh, wrong stance on gender issues anger female voters. Mm -hmm. well, probably for the first time in history of presidential elections in South Korea. So they all came out and vote for the opposite party uh, candidate in Mr. Lee jae mm. So if he is going to keep his promise that uh, he's going to enforce uh, legal and other systems to protect, protect mm. young males in Korean society, even at the sacrifice of the fairness and the gender equality, as well as the, you know, uh, the human rights of female population in Korea to 
equal protection of law enshrined mm -hmm. in constitution of Korea, then he is going to be like US President Donald Trump in terms of keeping his campaign pledges. But just like Donald Trump was, he is going to be moving in the wrong direction day by day. Mm. It's very, um, from my own personal opinion, I, I, I like hearing the fact that you perceive it as wrong to divide people along those lines for political success. You know, we should be working together. No, no, that, that strategy works. That strategy <laughs> works for the sake of winning the elections. Mm. You remember uh, George W. Bush won two terms, not just one, but two terms mm. by employing the strategy to divide and conquer, right? Employed by his uh, chief strategist, Mr. Carl Rove, right? Mm -hmm. Guns, God, gays, right? So he highlighted the differences and divides in American society and won two presidential elections. Mm. But what happened to the United States in general? What happened to the social fabric of American society? Mm. So we have to take the distinction between what is good for winning the elections and protecting particular leadership on one hand, and what is good for the presence and the future of the society as a whole. Absolutely. And sometimes more centrist or unified positions, they don't have as much uh, reach in society. They're not as emotive. They don't get across. But the good news is that good news is that the American citizens came to a sense and elected untested, inexperienced young politician in Barack Obama. And mm. as a first first African-American, non-white president. So there is a lot of hope in South Korean politics. It's going to be one of my uh, you know, key topics today that just like the United States politics, South Korean politics is very contentious and divisive. Yes, I, I admit that. But hey, politics is supposed to be very noisy, contentious, mm. you know, violent. But uh, the, those are, you know, aspects of politics being alive, politics being vibrant, and at the same time productive, being able to make necessary adjustments if necessary. Mm. So if you had George W. Bush administration for eight years, you can also hope for having, you know, different leadership for, you know, two terms. It's, it's like oscillation, oscillation, mm. moving, not in a linear way, but steadily, in the best possible, uh, you know, you know, right course um, as you can have in the in the reality. So I think the uh, impeachment of Park Geun-hye mm. was uh, very violent and shocking, but at the same time, extremely necessary and helpful for the long-term maturation of South Korean politics. Mm -hmm. And we had Moon Jae-in government afterwards as a response, collective response and choice of the presidency of Park Geun-hye. Now we have President-elect Yoon Suk-yeol mm -hmm. as a public's reactions to the past uh, five years of Moon Jae-in government. So it's an oscillation, which is uh, very hard to stomach for many of us living in South Korea, but at the same time, it's a good sign, I believe, that you, know, you have to turn every stone and actually watch every dirty things underneath, like worms, mm. but without admitting that you actually have worms underneath the stone. By having the courage to you know, turn them, you cannot have change, meaningful mm. change. Mm. And that is the nature of democracy, yes, because if you don't have democracy, if you don't have this oscillation between the two uh, systems, then you're left with stagnation. And we've seen in other nations what that can look like. It, Professor Bong, just getting back to this, um, the recent election, you spoke about the narrowest margin of um, Yoon Sokyol's victory and how this was carried by votes in Seoul, predominantly this 300,000 gap. If I ask you, do you think the Conservative Party won this election or did the Democratic Party lose this election? Do you see any value in that question? Because two years ago, the Democratic Party in Korea, they swept the National Assembly, took a majority, and there were many uh, articles and op-eds coming out that said Korean conservatism was dead and it would take years, decades, if not more, to reboot, 
and yet two years later, here they are. So was this a conservative victory or was it a Democratic Party defeat? Uh, I like to say that uh, it's an election lost by the Democrat Party, the ruling party, for two reasons. Mm. One, uh, the Democrat Party actually had already handed over the outcome of the presidential election in 2021 when President Moon Jae-in insisted upon the appointment of uh, Professor Cho mm. to lead the Ministry of Just Justice. Uh, that controversial decision actually uh, undercut the credibility and image of Moon Jae-in government and the ruling party, Democratic Party, even many years prior to the beginning of presidential election campaign mm -hmm. last year. Because uh, uh, many of the constituents were greatly disappointed uh, by the failure of the Moon Jae-in leadership to uh, stand by what he had promised uh, when he got elected mm -hmm. uh, after the impeachment of Park Geun-hye. So people began to question the credibility of the leadership as well as the ruling party in leading the nation in the direction of fairness and justice. Um, and by because of the controversial you know, prosecution of uh, Professor Cho Guk and his wife for forging public records to uh, put uh, their daughter uh, in the university and you know, medical school, mm. prosecutor who was in charge of this pr prosecution of uh, Mr. and Mrs. Cho became national hero, at least uh, among the uh, constituents critical of the ruling party and President Moon Jae-in. That turned out to be the president-elect Yoon suk mm. Had it not been for this Joguk uh, scandal, there would not have become Yoon suk as a national hero or representative of fairness and justice by law. Then extend your imagination. Without the appointment of Joguk to be the Ministry of Justice, mm which he only served one month, right. one month. It's not worth it. It's not worth yet the loss of popularity, but it happened. And so Yoon suk suddenly became the most trusted person in South Korea to the leader nation in the direction of common sense, fairness, and justice. Without that, <clears throat> without that, there would not have been a political candidate called Yoon Sung. So it, uh, it is likely that the, the opposition party, which won this election, the PPP, People's Power Party, mm. would have elected one of its uh, core members as a candidate in the presidential election. I would say Mr. Hong Junpyo, mm. who actually had a run already. Yeah. representing the party in the previous election, presidential election after the impeachment of Park Geun-hye. Then the presidential uh, candidate from the ruling party, Democratic Party, might not have been former governor Lee Jae-myung, mm. the real candidate, but somebody else, say the former prime minister and former president of the party, Inagya, I would say. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't really matter either whether it, it would have been Lee Jae-myung or Lee Nagyan representing the ruling party. And there would not have been a very strong critical opinions of the Moon Jae-in presidency and the ruling party for hypocrisy and double standard. Mm -hmm. And you, now you are facing Mr. Hong Jun-pyo and somebody from within the PPP in the presidential election. Then Democratic Party would have easily won the presidential election. It's mm -hmm. all 2020 hindsight. Sure. That's one of the two reasons why I said that it was an election lost by the Democratic Party, not really won by the PPP. And second thing is that I, I'm hesitant to call this uh, electoral victory won by PPP mm -hmm. because it is not a victory by genuine conservatives in Korean politics, right? The outcomes of the election is mainly indicative 
of public anger toward the progressive, or at least the, the so-called the 5A6 generation, the former student activist generation, mm -hmm. standing by the, uh, the principles and values they used to uh, sacrifice themselves to protect. So we do not really have many genuine conservatives inside the PPP. Mm. Okay. I've often so they are the they are the recipients of the the criticism and the uh, uh, disappointment toward the other side. Mm. So for these two reasons, I would like to call this election uh, as an election lost by the ruling progressive party, not an election won by the Korean conservatives, because there are not many uh, politicians who deserve the label as a genuine conservatives standing by conservative values in Korean politics. Mm. Win windfall victory, windfall victory. Sure. I, I get that, Professor Bong, and maybe Yoon's victory doesn't signify that the nation has suddenly become more conservative, but rather it was an anti-vote. It was uh, anger at the current administration. I just want to touch on this element. So you mentioned the first reason was Yoon's um, uh, prosecution or investigation into the former justice minister, Mr. Cho Guk. But Yoon Sok Yeol was also behind the investigations into former President Park geun and Im Young Bak, is that correct? So he's he's gone after the most powerful people on both sides of the political divide. This is quite hard to understand or get my brain wrapped around sometimes, because if it was just attacking one side, it would make more sense. That's it's easier to comprehend. But Yoon Sok Yeol has been behind um, the investigations into Cho Guk for the Democratic Party and then into two ex-presidents. And now he is the president. What do you make of that? Do you have any insight into that, Professor Bong, how he's gone both uh, yes, ways? Uh, uh, I'd like to reiterate the uh, first remark I made that uh, we have to be really careful in engaging our own analytical thinking about the aphorism that people do not change. Mm. Right? Mm. If you're a prosecutor, then you're supposed to be acting as a prosecutor. Mm -hmm. And you is a prosecutor. He was not supposed to be acting like a politician or a journalist mm. or politician or even intellect academic, right? Mm. That is why as a prosecutor, he was going after crimes, which he was assigned to investigate and prosecute. So there is no distinction to be made by Mr. Yoon Song Yeol as a prosecutor in charge, whether it was a conservative president in Park Geun and Im Young Bak, or the superstar representing the progressive faction in South Korean politics in Professor Cho Gu. Crimes are crimes, cases are cases. But if you succumb yourself to political logics or factionalism, then you no longer act as a pure prosecutor, but politicized, political mm. prosecutor motivated by exterior motives. So I don't think it should be puzzling to any observers of Yoon Sung Yeol's track record for the past 10 years, and he becoming the next president of South Korea. I, I see continuation, not zigzag or flip-flop that's very interesting because if you see him as a politician it doesn't make sense if you see him as a prosecutor or someone trying to uphold the law it makes perfect sense because nobody is above the law no, thank and, you. Uh, um, yeah adding to my previous comment that uh, if it were uh, other candidates coming from ppp then uh, the ppp would have lost the election because constituents uh, would have easily recognized that the candidates did not represent true conservative values in Korea. Mm -hmm. Hong Junpyo did not acknowledge that the impeachment of Park Geun-hye was lawful and right. Mm -hmm. right? 
But Yoon Seok-yeol prosecuted both President Park Geun-hye and Lee Myung-bak. Mm. So he didn't carry the baggage of being a part of the so false, false or shallow superficial conservatism mm. in Korean politics. Mm. No, I, yeah, it makes a lot of sense. I just want to look now, if I can, Professor Bong, at some of these elements that perhaps, so the fairness and the justice that Yoon Seok-yeol president-elect brings, some people point to regionalism. They'd look at the votes almost reaching nine to one. They'd look at the age. Some would look at the gender. You mentioned Seoul. Some people have pointed to the um, house prices as determining right. votes. Are any of do they all have equal weight? Are any of these more interesting in unpacking Yoon's victory? Do you think regionalism is dead? Does economic class determine how you vote? How do you unpack some of those factors, Professor Bong? Well, I'd like to uh, highlight a few uh, most important determinants in the uh, in terms of deciding the election outcome. Mm. One is, of course, the public anger, especially in the uh, metropolitan area, concentrated in the capital city Seoul and uh, some of the Gyeonggi province uh, about the failed policies to curb the uh, rise of housing prices uh, for the past five years under the Moon Jae-in government. As I said that uh, um, it is a very rare phenomenon that the Conservative Party presidential candidate actually won more votes in Seoul. Mm. And the only explanation is public anger of a failed real estate policy in that area. Uh, second, um, most important uh, variable uh, in determining the outcome of the election, this time in favor of uh, the loser, uh, Governor Lee jae of the Democratic Party is the uh, women voters, women mm -hmm. voters, who were feared at uh, such a harsh, wrong-headed uh, uh, campaign platform by the PPP and the candidate, Mr. Yoon song yeol mm. But it was not enough to actually, you know, change the, uh, the entire outcome of the presidential election, but it really made the election so close. Yeah. And the third variable to be considered is the decision by uh, Dr. Anchorsu to join Mr. Yoon Song yeol and produce a unified candidate in Mr. Yoon Song yeol I think the decision uh, by Dr. Anchorsu was at a minimum non-factor in terms of uh, uh, elevating the popularity of conservative candidate Yoon Song yeol mm at a maximum or at worst, uh, it uh, mobilized a lot of votes that would have been gone in different, to the different candidates to go to uh, Mr. Izemyo, which made the election so close. So uh, voters who uh, were inclined to uh, cast their ballots to uh, candidates like Dr. Anchusu or Madam Shim Sangjung mm. were so angry at this back deal, unification of candidates mm. by Yun Song Yul and Dr. Anchusu. Mm. So they decided to vote for Yi Jae-myung instead. That, what does it imply to the immediate future of the presidency of Yun Song Yul this year and next year? Anchorsu uh, is going to be the head of the preparatory committee. And it is very likely for him to be the first prime minister appointed by the new president, Yoon song yeol But uh, that doesn't necessarily mean a bright future lying ahead for Dr. Anchorsu. Mm -hmm. I think uh, two uh, renowned politicians are going to be um, forgotten sooner or later in Korean politics after this presidential election. One is Dr. Anchusu, mm. because the, uh, the election result clearly show that Dr. Anchusu as a brand name or as a political leader 
doesn't count much. Mm. He doesn't really rule substantial number of votes, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, him joining Mr. Yoon Sung-yeol almost backfired. Right. Right. But he's useful. He's useful for now in the short term for the presidency of Yoon Sung-yeol. In terms of maintaining the image of unified, open leadership across different ideologies, mm. across different sectors in the society by promoting the status of Anchusu for a while. And you know that the National Assembly is dominated by the Democratic Party. Mm -hmm. yeah. So any attempts by the Yoon song government to change the government structure, to produce new policies, to alleviate the pains and difficulties for small business people during the COVID-19 pandemics. Mm -hmm. Any revolutionary measures, electoral reforms, you name it, would be likely shut down by the majority members in the National Assembly mm -hmm. who are the Democratic Party. If there will be a stalemate and a series of failures in the first few months of Yoon Sung-yeol presidency this year, then President Yoon Sung-yeol can easily shift the blame and responsibility to the Prime Minister, An Chul-su, mm -hmm. not himself. Mm -hmm. And by promoting the political stature and influence of An Chul-su inside the party, will undercut the influence and uh, position of the current party chairperson, Lee jun mm -hmm. whose election strategy turned out to be a miserable failure. Mm -hmm. So it's like a Chinese uh, traditional strategy, Yi You pit one enemy against an another enemy. You pit one barbarian against another barbarian and mm -hmm. secure your supremacy as a Chinese civilization. So An su is useful in terms of protecting himself as a new president and controlling and checking the influence of party chairman Lee jun who, by the way, had actually briefly betrayed Mr. Yoon sung yeol mm -hmm. at the election process. But after those uh, process uh, will be done. And after dust will be settled, I think these two politicians will be clearly demonstrated in the uh, bare eyes of politicians and the public as their utilities and appeal as political leaders have been expired. Mm. So they will be forced to be retired as an influential political leaders. That's my prediction. It's what makes it more complicated. We talk about Yoon Suk-yeol going across lines. An Chol-su has also done that in the past, hasn't he? He sided with the Democratic Party, I think. No, no, uh, no. Yoon Suk-yeol Suk never crossed the party line. He never uh, had mm, party mm. line. Mm -hmm. He never had the party line. That is why he was abandoned and attacked by Moon Jae-in presidency and the ruling party because he refused to vow uh, his allegiance to the Democratic Party. Mm. And he did not have a party line uh, in favor of the conservative in politics because he put two conservative presidents in jail. Yeah, yeah. No, you he, 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 he never had a party line to cross, different from Anchorsu. Right. Uh, perhaps my, my language was not on point there. Whereas oh, we, by the way, Dr. Yeah. Anchorsu did not have a party line either. No. He had to cross because he had a party lines, plural, mm. his own party lines, right, mm. for the past uh, 10 years. And he all, almost always abandoned his own party lines. So he never crossed the party lines, mm -hmm. but he just uh, jettisoned the party lines he created. And he nearly, it's, it's interesting because I would have assumed that perhaps his support or unification with um, Yoon Suk-yeol combining the, those 
positions would have been enough to take him across the line. But you're saying that nearly lost and An Chol Su's votes went to perhaps Yi Jiemyung, uh candidate. It's, that's a very interesting analysis. Um, we should probably just very briefly ta uh, touch on Madam Shim Sang Jung. In 2017, she recorded about 2 million votes, 6% in a five-way race. Um, this time she was down to about 800,000, only, only getting 2%. And that's in a time where, you know, gender was a big part of the conversation and she was the one representing uh, women's rights, LGBT rights and, and speaking for the oppressed. Why did she do so poorly, Professor Bong, or, or did she not? How do we analyze her performance and her results here? Well, uh, the overriding interpretation of the poor performance of Shim Sang-jung in this election at approximately 2% of votes mm. is that uh, at the last days of the presidential election campaign, voters who uh, were not really decided between the two major candidates, but later so angered and anxious uh, about uh, the poly, poly, uh, positions hostile to Korean women and the voters who got so angered at the backroom deal between Dr. Andrew and Mr. Yoon Song Yeol mm. decided to cast their ballots away from Shim Sang Jung, although they are all sympathetic with and supported for the principles, values, and uh, programs Shim Sang-jung advocated, mm. they decided to vote for Mr. Lee Jae-myung of Democratic Party for the sake of not granting the election to Mr. Yoon Sung-yeol. Mm. It is a negative voting behavior for the purpose of avoiding the worst case scenario. Mm -hmm. But um, I think that is only partially true. I don't deny that that explanation is plausible and mostly correct. But what I'm saying is that that explanation cannot explain the whole story because uh, Shim Sang-jung's popularity rate prior to the uh, the candidacy unification between Yoon and An, mm. and uh, uh, prior to the last week of the presidential election campaign, the average rate was even lower then 2% she actually got as a final result of the election. Right? So her popularity and her appeal was already, already, regardless of all these things, already so low. I think it's uh, uh, voters who have been very sympathetic with uh, uh, the platforms and uh, activities of Justice Party were disappointed by the leadership of Shim Sang-jung mm. as a you know, key representative of the party. They did not speak up when there was a Chuguk scandal. The name of the party is Justice Party, right? And if Justice Party failed to take very strong, clear stance on a case that is so central to the issue of justice and fairness, mm. then what's the point? What is the mandate of the party? You may have a very lower, low bar of expectation when it comes to fairness and justice for say PPP, right? Mm -hmm. Low expectation would lead to uh, almost no disappointment. But the supporters of just party had a very high expectation for the party to stand up for justice and the party miserably failed in a mm. critical moment. And the uh, Justice Party sided with the ruling Democrat Party when there was a you know, election you know, reform. So the party had to pay the price mm -hmm. for the sins it had committed even before the beginning of presidential election. Mm. And Shim Sang-jung, being the same presidential candidate for many, many presidential elections did not help the cause. The Justice Party should have had a different candidate, younger, fresher, mm. new face to represent mm. the party representing 
the different future of Korean society based upon fairness, justice, and humanity. But Shim Sang-jung is too familiar to voters, even th those who support, ha has, have traditionally supported the Justice Party. Mm. I, I've made similar comments about the Justice Party um, in that Shim was the oldest candidate, and I thought perhaps there was room for them to put forward a younger candidate that could speak for the generations of the 20s and 30s, even if they weren't going to win, but provide the experience. In that sense, Professor Bong, do you think there is room for youth in Korean politics? I know the voting age has gone down to 18 in elections and there have been various laws for uh, members of National Assembly now uh, and political parties. But when we see the Progressive Party, for example, with the oldest candidate, is there room to, to be like other countries like New Zealand or Finland, Estonia, and have young women take prominent roles in Korean politics? Well, that uh, change uh, cannot be made outside the general trends in Korean society and politics, right? Mm -hmm. uh, yes. These two things go, tend to go together. So we have to have a general improvement of gender equality and the advancement of uh, youth in daily aspects of Korean society whether it's a workplace or in politics or in industry. Having said that, I think we have a bright future uh, because uh, it is clearly demonstrated that uh, the voice of a young generations in politics indeed matter and matter a lot. Mm. Two by-elections, mayoral elections in Seoul and Busan clearly show that angry young voters never hesitate, never hesitated to express their anger and choices. And in this presidential election, the younger voters, especially young female voters, made it really clear that they would not just assist it and play victims anymore. Mm. They will do whatever it takes to make their voice listened. Mm -hmm. So we may remain quite frustrated if we only measure the advancement of the young generation in politics in terms of specific individuals assuming specific positions in the government or in the parliament mm -hmm. or in the uh, uh, you know, in the court. But if we apply more aggregate perspective on the same issue, mm. then I think the future is very optimistic and bright because we have cases demonstrating that young generations are not indifferent to politics. They are not indifferent. Mm. They consider politics very important matter to them as a group, as a generation, but at the same time as individuals. Mm. And second, as an extension of this belief, they acted. Yeah. You know, there's a line um, in the uh, one of my favorite movies. Uh, director Christopher, Christopher Nolan's movie, Batman Begins, the first one of the thrillers. Mm -hmm. Did you watch the movie? I have seen it, yeah. 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 You know, there's a scene in which the, uh, the uh, Bruce Wayne, the, uh, he pretend to be a billionaire play playboy to mm -hmm. hide his true identity as a champion of justice in the city of Gotham. So in one scene that uh, he played with the supermodels in the fountain inside the hotel. Mm-hmm. And on his way out to the limousine with the models, mm. ouch, he met his uh, love interest uh, prosecutor, um, Rachel Dodd. Right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And he was so embarrassed. He wanted to explain to her that he's not a playboy. He's faking, right? Mm. But uh, uh, you know, Bruce Wayne could not really reveal that he is Batman. So Bruce Wayne murmured that uh, 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 Rachel, um, this is not me. 
uh, I'm more, mm. I'm more underneath. And uh, the prosecutor and the girlfriend, Rachel said to Bruce Wayne that, Bruce, deep down, you may still be the great kid you used to be, but it is not who you are underneath, but what you do that defines you. Mm. But young generation in Korea do not just remain idle or indifferent to politics. Mm. They act. And it was demonstrated in the previous series of important elections. Yeah. I, I love that positivity, I must say, Prof uh, Professor Bong. Do you think it also extends, and you're right, I think, to highlight the youths there's no, there's no apathy here. They are voting and, and, and the broader turnout, it didn't quite reach 80% as some people predicted, um, but it was 77, just over 77%. 71%. Yeah. 71%. Um, democracy in Korea seems really good. There's this kind of automatic registration, polling places are there, there's a national holiday. I sometimes feel in other countries that there are efforts made to prevent people from voting or make it harder. It might be to secure um, validity of votes and things like that, I understand. But Korea's democracy seems really awesome to me, uh, just from my perspective. What's your take on it? Are you pleased with the turnout and the way the actual whole process of going to the polls and voting is carried out? Well, uh, 71 out of 100 ain't that. I would say that although it's no. a you know designated national holiday, uh, because the strong desire to cast ballot was already demonstrated in the early uh, voting days for two days, Friday and Saturday, mm -hmm. which were not you know free days for most of the uh, voters who actually went out went out to the uh, voting booth. Mm. So there is an element of personal determination and sacrifice. I would like to highlight, yeah. despite the fact that. Uh, election days are designated to be a national holiday to uh, allow uh, you know as many voters as possible to actually exercise their political rights. And uh, um, seventy one percent is a very high rate. And uh, I welcome the fact that uh, the election campaigns were extremely uh, contentious um, because um, I believe in the benefits of hitting the bottom. I'm not saying that I'm a recovering alcoholic, but mm -hmm. uh, uh, based upon my uh, drugstore, uh, very shallow uh, knowledge of psychology, then in order for any average person to start meaningful uh, inroad to full recovery mm -hmm. from addiction, you have to first admit that you are in trouble. You have to admit that you have serious issue mm. and you have to hit the bottom before you use that bottom as a solid foundation to move up, to have a different type of life. Mm -hmm. So you have to be ready to expose yourself to all these vials, dirty things in politics. Mm you cannot hide from them. You cannot deny their existence, but you have to admit that they are you. Mm. You allow these dirty, corrupt, inept politicians to have reached where they are without your indifference, without your calculation of selfish interest, they would not have been able to have gained so much. Mm. So you permitted them. You permitted them to reach that status, to have that much influence. So you have to see the consequences of what you did in the past. So you cannot say that, oh, politics is so dirty. I'm not like politicians. No, they are at least part of you mm. and you are part of them. Mm. So in that regard, being exposed to all these, you know, bad things that you um, find found some difficult to deal with uh, in front of TV screen or on the media, mm. 
This is good for your education. This is good for your um, change, you know, mm -hmm. preparation to change. Otherwise, you have to admit that you have serious problem and you are at least partly responsible for. Then there will be very good, essential beginning of necessary change. That's the first answer that I've ever heard that's tried to uh, take a positive approach to this, the, the various mudslinging that we've seen. I, I think it was Ralph Waldo Emerson that said that uh, the government that you have is a reflection of the soul of society. So oh, yes. You, that's the idea that I'm taking from you. You, you put the same thing in a far better way. <laughs> it's, it's the same idea. Um, I know you're, you're pushed for time. Let me give three more questions, if I may, Professor right. Bong. Um, in the next five years, do you imagine much change in the daily life of people? I know foreign policy is a big thing and all of this, but for your for your average working Chalusu um, or Jihe or somebody like that, do you see much change in the next five years in daily life? Um, yes, I, I do. I do believe that uh, uh, there will be substantial uh, changes uh, in a very important ways to uh, all citizens in Korean society. Why? Because there has been a pattern. Even during the Lee Myung-bak administration, hmm. even during the Park Geun-hye administration, which has not uh, even finished the designated term of service, and even for the past, past five years, the politics have been beneficial to every citizen in South Korean society. Many listeners will say that, what, what, what is it talking about, right? Mm. We suffer so much. But it depends on your perspective. As I said, that knowing who you are, knowing exactly about the system you're living in, and knowing exactly what you have to do if you want to change the system in certain ways, what kind of sacrifice you have to be ready to make. Mm. They are all beneficial. They are all beneficial. When we were neglectful, 300 kids died in several very instant. Mm. But now we remember the individual and collective trauma we went through with the family members of the victims. Mm. And we, we took actions in the street and in other, many other venues to make changes. Not always successful, but there were important cases of people mm. taking action and making choices out of the comfort zone. It has been patterned in South Korean politics with every presidency in the past. So if the past is the best indicator of the future, I would say that, yes, professor, in the next five years, there will be a lot of substantial and important changes that will affect every nook and canny of every citizen in Korean society because it has been a pattern. And I don't see any uh, good, strong reason why South Korean policy will be get out of this pattern. Mm. History doesn't repeat itself, but it rhymes, perhaps. So we will see these continuous changes. When you talk about patterns and, and history, the, the second question I have for you, Professor Bong, is how would you then evaluate uh, President Moon's five-year tenure? Because when we look at uh, his support rating, relatively it's very high. Korea has that lame duck presidency. Many leave with very low ratings. Um, his rating's still quite high, and yet it won't be his party continuing for the next five years. Do you have any observations the last five years of President Moon's administration and what kind of legacy he might leave? Well, I guess the, uh, the uh, evaluation of the legacy and performance of the uh, presidency of Moon Jae-in <clears throat> have been already made very clearly in the election outcomes. Mm. Yoon Song yeol won the election, but very thin margin. I think that is a very clear uh, summary of the public perception and assessment of the past five years. Yeah. 
In the context of the uh, uh, Democratic Party's election strategy, uh, they must be quite regretful that uh, they did not enough uh, in terms of trying to get the hearts and minds of the voters um, critical of the Moon Jae-in government's legacy. Because it seems like the campaigners in the Democratic Party were so afraid of uh, trying aggressive to capture those voters because of the continuously uh, high approval rating of President Moon Jae-in, mm. right? 40% and above. Yeah. Uh, but they uh, should have seen the discrepancy between people's orientation toward president and people's orientation toward what happened for the past four to five years mm. under the president. So, um, example, the Democrat Party should have um, used uh, is the uh, very high approval rating of President Barack Obama mm. um, and the outcome of the following presidential election in which Mr. Donald Trump of the Republican Party won, not uh, Senator and uh, former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton mm. winning the election, representing the Democrat Party that Barack Obama belonged to. Barack Obama's uh, approval rating in the final week of uh, his presidency in the White House was, I believe, 57%. So he was fondly remembered by the voters mm. Uh, participating in the ongoing presidential election, but majority of them actually voted not for the candidate from the same party as President Barack Obama, but the opposition party candidate, Donald Trump. Mm. So you can have both. You can have both. Positive feelings toward the current leadership, but at the same time, you might have uh, also at the same time, very strong desire to, to see something different, something mm. new. Yeah. That's interesting. I haven't quite wrapped my brain around that one, but I, I like it. Um, voters do not want one or two things. Voters want many things. And yeah. many things may collide with each other. Sometimes we're not rational actors, are we? We've got all these conflicting desires and interests and emotions. We are human. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, yeah, me too. Me too. Yeah. Um, my last question for you uh, today, Professor Bong, and I'm very grateful for your time. This is a question that I ask everyone. It might come a little bit out of nowhere, but um, I would like to also offer it to you because I've enjoyed hearing your analysis of politics, human nature and, and Batman. Um, the, the question is, Professor Bong, that we're all in this world together. What can we do to make our lives and the lives of others more meaningful? What should we be working towards? What, Professor Bong, is the meaning of life? Well, since you mentioned um, my Batman, Batman analogy, a good one that I like to repeat it, right? Mm -hmm. uh, if it works, then why, why, why don't I use it once again? That you have to be a person of action. If you do not take an action, then you cannot be part of change. And there may not be a change mm -hmm. to your liking that you need. So I think it's uh, I think it's uh, um, tied to human nature and uh, reality in this world. And uh, if you want something, then you have to raise your voice. You have to take an action. There is no guarantee that your action will pay off. Mm. But without action, then there will not be change. Uh, there's a saying that you can be a kind of person only up to what you have ever imagined. You cannot be a greater person than the realm of your imaginations and hopes. So you have to have a very high bar of expectation about yourself deserving very good political life as a citizens mm. of a liberal democracy in South Korea. But if you do not act, that means that you do not exercise your basic rights and leave others dictate 
your own rights and life. If it's okay with you, go ahead, but do not complain about the result. But if you want something, then you have to participate in politics in some ways. And I'm happy that 71% of all eligible, eligible voters participated mm -hmm. in the election, despite the fact that we happen to have most unfavorable candidates in Mr. Yoon song and Mr. Lee Jae-myung. Mm. Not casting vote would have been an easier choice, but people, despite, despite this depressive uh, situation, they came up, they came up and bothered to vote, so. I like it. I like the idea, uh, Professor Bong, that you are, uh, the limits of your imagination are important, right? So action is there. I believe it was Jean-Paul Sartre that said, um, you are the result of everything that you have thought up until this point. And so, you, you know, you have to think things and then, as you say, act them out and do it. It's been great. Thank you very much for your time today, sir. You're welcome. And thank you very much for allowing me to join this wonderful program.